Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's great to have you all tune us in and turn us on. And, Benny, we have a special guest today, don't we? Bada-bing, bada-boom. Yep. Bada-bam. Bada-bing, bada-boom. That's what we have. Uh, And somebody that has known Benny and I for a number of years now. And we've gotten to take this journey together, right? You know, whether you've heard us talk together about whether it's the law of attraction whether it's the law of distraction, whether it's money, no money, book, no book, everything that has to do with what shows up in life and how to have excitement, how to have joy, how to bring your best, how to get rid of struggling with stuff, whether it's weight loss, financials, you name it. David Essel is all about that. And today, We are doing something that I am so excited to talk about, something that's going to shine a light on all of the times that you tried to create your dream and failed. You read all the books, you took the courses, and you still saying to yourself, why? Why am I struggling? You did the law of attraction, you did the vision boards, you did it all, and you're still saying, why am I still stuck in a 20-year-old cycle of stuff? Now, look, this is not about rec- not recognizing struggles. You guys have heard me talk about being homeless, my mom committing suicide. It's not that. This is about looking at what David has learned 40 years in an industry that he and I have both seen radical. It's not even the right word. Just critically off the chart changes, not just in the industry, but in the people delivering the message. And so the question then is, what is it about what has been said to us, taught to us, sold to us, and that didn't work, right? What is it about all of that that we should be revisiting right now and asking ourselves the question, I got to get off the hamster wheel. I've got to look at the circus of insanity in my life and I've got to get real results. And I got to tell you, sometimes you got to make hard decisions. I made one today, but David has been doing this and helping people for longer than I could even imagine his work to be. But the bottom line is this is the show you all have asked for. You said, who is talking about what is working? David Essel is. David, great to have you. <laughs> Dr. Pat Benny, great to be back with you guys. And I've known you both for a long time. And then just before the show started, Dr. Pat, I asked Benny, and you guys have been together for 13, 14 years now. Yeah, thanks 15. for reminding us. Yep. You want to do a day count? Let's do a day count. Yeah, let's really do the day count. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of days. A lot of days. That's a oh, lot of yeah. days. 
It's awesome. And, you know, and I, I love the open that you just did, Pat. We, we have, you know, there are, are cycles in all industries, and the world of personal growth and motivation is, is the same. You know, we go through cycles. Unfortunately, in our industry, we are recycling garbage, which is never really a good thing to do unless the garbage comes out as something like brand new and really changeable. But, you know, I, and I mentioned on your show before that from 1980 until 1996, I started in the industry, as you mentioned, 40 years ago. And from 1980 to 1996, I agree and I admit that I was a parrot. I would look at the best-selling authors and speakers of the time, and I would jump on the bandwagon and talk about things that are not true. And I did it for 16 years. Those things that we're talking about are not true are some of the things that you related, and that is, you know, how many people have vision boards still, but those things on the vision board haven't come true? How many people are still repeating the same affirmation about how they're earning a million dollars a year or whatever nonsensical affirmations we're taught to say by the experts, but we're no further ahead than we were two years ago or 10 years ago? And when we look at the madness in the world of personal growth and the insanity, you know, yesterday I, I posted something on social media that said, you know, if the law of attraction really works, and the definition that I use for the law of attraction is the one that law of attraction teachers tell me all the time, whatever you put out into the universe with your positive thought must come back in physical form. Now, that's the definition of the law of attraction according to the quote-unquote experts. So my post on social media the other day was, if the law of attraction is so effective, why do they keep coming out with new books on the law of attraction? <laughs> you know, it's like, wait a second. The law of attraction, and I remember reading the book by Wallace Waddles, the scientist yeah. getting rich. And in 1910, he said the law of attraction was the answer. But chapter five of this book said, hold on, halfway through the book, hold on. If you do not apply serious action that is uncomfortable, your dreams will not come true. But we fast forward and we've forgotten that part of the law of attraction. And so if the law of attraction works, well, everyone should have already what they need and want. Everyone should have the red Maseratis in the driveway and the size 8 or 6 or 4 or 2 body that you supposedly put on that vision board. And as a matter of fact, Pat, if the law of attraction was valid, you would not have a radio show on the topics that you have. Right. Because everyone would have everything they want. They would just pull out their vision board in the morning, right. pull out their affirmation, and say, you know what? I would like to have a house on Bali today. And it would happen according to the fact that whatever you put out into the universe must respond in kind. So, you know, it's one of those things I've taken on as a, a, a soapbox, I guess you could say, and I have apologized. I was one of these people teaching this nonsense for 16 years. When I woke up, the guy that woke me up that proved what I was doing was wrong was none other than the founder of Transcendental Meditation, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. He's yeah. the one that woke, woke me up when I did the interview with him in 1996. And, you know, basically he said, I think you're lying to yourself. <laughs> and, and and, you know, when you have someone, and I respect, you know, he's no longer with us, but I was a huge uh, a fan of his, and I still respect his work to the day. He did it in such a, um, a non-obtrusive way of calling me out, Pat, that he got my attention. And four weeks later, 
I changed my whole philosophy of as being a counselor, being a life coach, an author, a speaker, and all these other things. Everything changed in 1996 when he woke me up and said, hey, you know, this isn't really true stuff. And the, the way he presented it to me, which was so feedback, was he said, what are your favorite affirmations? And I would rattle them off, you know, whatever they were. And after every affirmation, he would say, is that in your reality? So for our listeners, if you have an affirmation that I am with the man of my dreams, that's a six-foot-two, blonde and a blue eyes, he makes $500,000 a year, and you're saying that over and over, what he said to me is, if you've been saying an affirmation, if you believe in it, then it should come into your reality. And so he asked me, after my first affirmation, is that in your reality? And I would lie, Pat. I lied. And I said, yes. And he goes, okay, then keep that affirmation. That's great. As long as you're bringing it in. And at the end of it, he said, you know, when we're stating things out to the universe, when we're putting those affirmations out there that are not true, so if you have a size 16 body and you're waking up every day saying, I am a proud size 8, David, <laughs> We are lying to ourselves. Yeah. And, and uh, let's raise our hands. How many people have done that and actually believed it? I just want to just throw that out there for a minute. Um, oh, I did, Pat. I did. <laughs> uh, but your conscious mind probably believed it. Your subconscious mind was telling you all day long, man, just go ahead and eat that piece of cake. You know why? Because you got this affirmation that you're going to be that. Um, Amen. Yep. This is what I love. I was reading your book, and I, I couldn't help uh, but remember when the light bulb went on for me. And it was a confusing moment, David. I want to ask you about it because I really want to drill down in this. And it is, it's this moment where I didn't talk about Law of Attraction until I did the radio show. But that doesn't mean I wasn't bumped up against some people. You know, my mentor who also passed away, a woman that t took people out in the desert you know, for over 30 years on vision quests when nobody was really doing anything like that. And I had my sure. first experience with that. But one of the things that I remembered, I remembered two things that I'd love for you to comment on them. I remembered one thing from my Baptist stepmom who would say, girls, honey, I just want to tell you, uh, faith without works is dead. Go clean your room. That. that. <laughs> Go clean your room. That one, that one. Yep. And then right like in the 90s, kind of like around the same time as you, mine was 1996, 97. I had the rude awakening, right? But another one was somebody handed me a book by a woman named Catherine Ponder. And the book was called The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. And I got that book and I said, this is the cheesiest, hokiest book I've ever, what? She wants me to get up and dress like that thing I want to be and then get in my car and drive down to Seattle and sit in an office building and actually do something of what I wanted to become. And I got to tell you, those two things, right, became my journey. What was it about you? I mean, what do you think about those two ideas? You know, stepmom, full of them. Faith without works is dead. Go clean your room. And Catherine Ponder, who says, yeah, you can think these things, but basically get up, get dressed, get out of the house, and go stick yourself around executives if you want to be one. What do you think about those? Because that is not what I remember of the law of attraction. <laughs> I know. I'm getting you know, Listen, 
the two examples you gave with your stepmom and, and Ponder, I got massive chills running through my body I'm, with both people that you mentioned. Um, you know, I, I am uh, a former pastor of a church, and, and we used to say the law of attraction was huge when I was a pastor, and we used to quote that from the Bible constantly. You know, you can have faith that you're going to have a house in Bali and earn $10 million a year, but if you don't go work your butt mm-hmm. off, it's absolutely a waste of time. And, and, you know, and so that is 100% accurate, what your stepmom said. What Ponder said is 100% accurate as well. You know, the way that if, if, if in, in our book, our number one best-selling book, Focus, Slay Your yeah. Goals, right? On the title, it says, Drop the Law of Attraction, Slay Your Goals. We give in that book the new law of attraction, which I will paraphrase. And the new law of attraction is going to go along the lines of choose one major goal, that you've never accomplished, and that's going to be really huge and difficult for you. Is it sobriety? Is it a financial goal? Is it is it divorcing someone because you've been in a, 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 an emotionally abusive marriage for years? Like, what is something that's huge that you haven't accomplished? Let's pick one massive goal, number one. Number two, go ahead, and if you want to create affirmations and vision boards, that's okay. We'll give you that option if that makes you feel good. But just don't stop there. Number three. Surround yourself with people who have what you want yeah. and do exactly what they do. And that's what Ponder was saying. Yep. You know, like surround yourself with those people and do exactly what they do. And then the last one is to create a written action plan six days a week for a minimal of one hour per day to go after this goal that you have denied, delayed, procrastinated, that you have put on the back burner. Now, in this new law of attraction, Pat, we're, we're still saying keep your positive mindset. Use If you want affirmations, I mean, my God, first thing every morning I get up, I meditate, I pray, I journal, I do my affirmations. But get the hell out of the house then. Yeah. <laughs> do your yeah. positive stuff, but you don't have to do it all day long. And get out there and do things that are uncomfortable. Um you know, when, when I posted this thing about the law of attraction on social media, it was quite funny. You know, we got people wanting to argue and blah, blah, blah. And I don't ever argue on social media. All I do is continue to stay fast. So as these people are arguing amongst themselves, you know, saying, oh, my God, I've achieved everything through the law of attraction. And I happen to know someone who typed that in, and it's not true. I know they're struggling greatly. But anyway, I put this. I said, you know, my, a friend of mine, Rich Gaspari is one of the top bodybuilding champions of all time. He's right up there with Arnold Schwarzenegger, okay? If you ask Rich Gaspari, if you get your body to win these massive bodybuilding competitions with affirmations and vision boards, he would laugh you out of the building. If you ask my doctor, (laughs) did you become an MD (laughs) by the power of putting thought into the universe he would probably ask me to go to a mental ward. (laughs) And and if you ask my friend Evelyn Keeling, who lost 245 pounds, and we put her story in my book, Focus, if you ask her, how did you lose 245 pounds? I guarantee you, she's not going to say it was via the power of thought. Now, the power of thought is important because for the bodybuilder, Rich, He's got to have that attitude to get up every day and do what he didn't want to do. He didn't want to be in the gym six hours a day every day, but he did it. 
with Evelyn, she didn't want to clear out her house of all the tempting foods and unhealthy foods, but she did it. And for my Dr. Paul, you know, he didn't necessarily want to amass huge student loans and go to 18 years of college, but he did it. Yeah. And Pat, yeah. it's the same with you and I, with the successes you've had in life, and I can tell you my personal successes. I, I, I wish I could say that they came via affirmations while I sat on the beach, um, but they didn't. You know, they, they came from working 12 hours a day, and thank God I chose a profession like you chose, one that I love, and the 12 hours yeah. feels like 12 minutes. Uh, but I still have to put in the hours if I want to see success. So I love your two examples. They're dead on, and one of the benefits of being on your show, Pat, is that this is one of those few personal growth shows that has evolved past the insanity of telling people to just put it out into the universe and watch it come back. Yeah, that didn't work for me, David. So, I mean, look, that didn't work for me. I mean, even if I would have had the first inkling of law of attraction the first time I got my hands on it and I was homeless, right? Uh, yeah. The only way that I was going to get anything was sit in Port Authority and beg for money. But right. here's what I love about this, and I love the title of your book. This is the F word that nobody really talks about at all when it comes to manifestation, and it is focus. And it is a powerful, powerful word that people in any profession, in any sport, in pretty much anything that you do and want to do well, if you are not of that, for some period of time, you are nowhere. Look at, I read your book and Betty will tell you, I've been talking about my little, uh, going back to playing table tennis. And yeah. if you were here, I would show you my trophy. Now look, I stopped playing at age 25, David. I stopped playing at 25. I didn't pick up another paddle again until maybe 18 months ago. And I didn't play in another tournament until a couple weeks ago. And I get your book and I'm like, Linda, you got to get David. You got to get David. You got to get David. And <laughs> I, I, I'm reading your book and I'm saying, if there's one message we want to say to folks today, it is at least one of the message from focus, but that's not the only book you have. Um, there are other books you have that pretty much bring this all together. But 15 years as an independent radio host, and now next year is 10 years of the owner of a positive talk radio network, soon to launch 10 channels with AI technology. Nobody would believe it. And so the grief I get, David, and thank you for helping me, is Pat, you should be writing your book. You should be speaking. And I'm saying my focus is right on this right here. Yeah. I got to yeah. ask you this question. It doesn't mean though, right, David, that we're not going to do other things. When I decided, I read your book and I decided I picked a goal. And my goal was to win a table tennis tournament in a sport that I hadn't played competitively since 75. Wow. And off I went and I read your book and I, and I did this. I had to give myself permission to go play an hour a day, even if it meant I, I took off from, my, from the network, took off from work. Right. Right. 
When I won this trophy, I wasn't shocked, but everybody else was. <laughs> Tell us about the secrets of this, because look, if you can do what I did, right? And, and I'm mm. telling you, people looked at me at my age, and I think they wanted to like, oh my God, get this lady a chair. And I'm right. playing 20, and <laughs> right, right? They're like, who that? What is she? Like, what? Yeah. And then you play. My coach is from Korea. And I want to tell you, we need to give people the secret of what your message is in the world today. And also talk about the fact that positive thinking, right? There's something underneath it, and it's called a belief. And I want you to bring this home for me right now. What happens when we put focus and absolutely conviction together in our one hour a day. What happens? Well, here's the beautiful thing is that when you asked a question a little earlier, you know, are, are we only supposed to go after one goal at a time? And the answer mm -hmm. is we should only focus on one major new goal at a time. But that doesn't mean that we still don't get up and make breakfast and go to work. And But what, what we say in the book, which we did perfectly, is that when you focus an hour, at least a minimal, of one hour of dedicated time, it might be to passing your real estate exam. It might be to changing your body or winning a, a, a table tennis tournament. But when you six days a week take at least that one hour uninterrupted and push yourself through that hour, there is an amazing end result that will come out to be ten times more powerful than the one hour you put in. And that's because of that cumulative effect. When you're doing an hour a day, six days a week, to accomplish one new major goal, the accumulation is like compound interest. You put a certain amount of money in the bank with a certain percentage of interest, and at the end of 20 years, that $10 that you invested could come back to be $1,000, $2,000, $10,000. That's what happens when you add focus plus the conviction of the hour a day, six days a week. The end result comes from the rep repetition and the commitment of you to your goal. Now, it could be, Pat, that you want to become a better parent, so you spend an hour a day reading parent books, being on parent or child-raising webinars. Like, and, and I think, or sobriety. You know, I was a raging alcoholic and cocaine yeah. addict for 30 years. Right? I know, and, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to get out of that meant that, you know, okay, you mentioned something else I want to mention here too. Yeah. You mentioned you, you have a coach, a Korean coach. Yeah, in our table book, tennis coach. Yeah, a table tennis coach. In our book, we say that if it's a massive goal to commit that hour, to yes, have those positive thoughts, and then to have an accountability partner, because yeah. that will shorten the time range that it will take for you to accomplish the goal. You have someone that you're reporting to daily or at least once a week, someone who's evaluating your progress in sobriety, table tennis, as a parent, as a lover, whatever it is you need help with, finances. You have someone that you work with at least one day a week, Pat. That's focused. And you put those steps together and you will blow your mind, all of our listeners, of how different your life will be 365 days from now, if not sooner, it will be radically changed. 
and, and you know what you and I are talking about, and, and this is really, uh, I think, the pothole. Sometimes we can step in, and I just want to be clear about it. You know, I I had a, a a coach say to me once, Pat, you not you cannot take people to a place you haven't gone, and I really I tried to argue with him about that because I wanted to talk about what it means to be ill, right? I had a perspective on ill, but I hadn't been ill. Six months after doing this, I came down with a mystery disease. And he was right. I could not talk about the thing from the depth and breadth of my soul. That's what he was saying. So you, on your life's journey, you're not just writing a book. You're sharing your life's experiences and the experiences of others like us, David, that have tried that way and it didn't work. And I think you and I are committed the same thing. And it's how can we give people the tools that they want to live the life that they desire? I love that word. It's in your book. The, mm -hmm. the life that they desire. And what you're talking about is something that's so important. I want to just ask you this, this question here before we go to break. Focus is such a fabulous word. Why is it we are not hearing more about it? I, and I have the answer, Pat, and the answer okay. is because people are still looking for the easy way out in life. So the focus is the opposite of the easy way out. Focus is saying, so you had mentioned homelessness. Uh, my mentor, yep. Joe Cerulli, he was homeless for years. He has become one of the, the, the top experts in the world at how to run businesses. He, he's been on the cover of Inc. Magazine. Uh, Forbes magazine ranked his company as one of the top 25 mid-level companies in America. And this guy started out homeless. Uh, and, and so we say the word focus, people aren't speaking about it because they know it means what, what comes after that thought of focus. They know it means effort. They know it means discipline. They know it means work. And that's why the law of attraction and the secret and these nonsensical programs are so popular because they're promising us massive change with no work so the human brain you know in 1996 we created the definition for human nature and the definition of human nature which is in all of us is the desire to get the most out of life with minimal effort well we know that you could not have won that table tennis competition with minimal effort <laughs> we know that, that that you or joe or anyone else couldn't have got out of homeless out of homelessness with minimal effort we know Usain Bolt could not be continuing to win gold medals with minimal effort. But you and Joe Cerulli and Usain Bolt all have understood the magic behind focus and discipline. And so you and Joe and Usain are achieving things in life that other people wish they could. Now, the great news I can tell you right now is that as you're sitting listening today, and let's say you're behind the eight ball with money or your weight or love or something. If you apply what Pat and I are talking about, focus and discipline, you too can radically change your life. But when you hear these stories of send it out to the universe and the universe must respond, well, who the hell doesn't want to follow life that way? That sounds pretty fun to me. I mean, honestly, if I didn't have to work my butt off to get sober, I, and I had an affirmation for 16 years. I said every morning that I already was sober, which was a lie. <laughs> and when I had to wake up and do the work, I didn't want to do it. 
But the benefit to me personally of sobriety is heaven life. The yeah. benefit to, to me personally of the, having the finances, you know, we have a staff of 10 to be able to help support their dreams, not just through the money we, we, we pay them for the work they do, but also because of the fact that they have 100% buy-in to what it takes to be successful. You know, this is the, the excitement that I bring to the table when we write a book like Focus. It, it, it isn't, you know, the, the, the one thing a lot of times, Pat, and you've probably heard this billions of times, is people say, well, you know, David, or, well, you know, Pat, I could have a better body, or I could have a great, or I could have more money. But, you know, it's just not fair because I grew up with this environment or the government has done this to me or my boss did this or my former husband did this. So we become victims. And what Focus says is we're going to shatter victimhood. We're going to shatter procrastination. We're going to shatter multitasking. And in the shattering of these things that keep us back in life, we will accomplish the biggest goals we could ever imagine. And it works. Yeah. And here's what I want to do Uh, before we go to break. First of all, Let's tell people, David, how they can find find out more about you, how they can get a copy of the book. And then there are a bunch of free seminars and things I'll talk about when we come back. Um, Sure. But you're doing something interesting, too. And uh, (laughs) you're exchanging books. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, this has gotten so much attention. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Oh, I got to get a U-Haul to send you mine. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to tell you, well, we're going to give away a few things. But here's the question we're going to explore, because I can feel the energy of this from the audience. Here's the question I bet you you all are thinking about. Let me try it on you. So what do you all think about this, right? Have you noticed that negative thoughts and habits or patterns, patterns, simply seem to multiply with effect and without effort. You ever notice that? You ever notice that the law of attraction in this situation for these things takes on a whole new meaning? But David's got a way to explain it. It's really cool, too. And you're going to be surprised the answer. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with David Essel. Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? 
Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Living Lighter Radio with Jason and Patricia. We have an ecosystem approach to your life. Tune in weekly every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as we, Jason and Patricia, discuss what's truly holding you back. We offer you the tools you need to reach your goals and at the same time be living lighter. For more information about Living Lighter, visit www.livinglighter.org. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Discover the creative genius within on Creative Voice Radio with Gwen Fox each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in for a conversation that'll inspire, motivate, and empower you to share your inner vision with the world. Make the deep connection between art and spirituality to take your artistic expression beyond anything you dream possible. Say yes to fear. Say yes to the creative genius within. For more information about Creative Voice Radio and working with Gwen, visit GwenFox.com. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Yes, Jamie, thank you for the text message. That is true. Cory Booker absolutely said, faith without works is dead. You're right. Corey and my stepmom. That, that's the thing they live by. Except what Corey Booker didn't say last night is, faith without works is dead. Go clean your room. So that I got to give credit to my stepmom about. David Essel joining me here today. We've got a bunch of things to give to you all. Uh, David, take us through how they get the seminar, the inspirational videos, all of the stuff you and I talked about. How do they do yeah. that? Pat, it's so easy. If you just write down for our listeners, if they just write down, not if you're driving, but if you just write down talkdavid.com, T-A-L-K, david.com. Go to talkdavid.com. You can there, you can sign up for, we've got a workshop in two weeks that you can go, you can attend from anywhere in the world about how to have a powerful attitude. We have our daily video boost, which is a free subscription service. Monday through Friday, you get a three-minute motivational video every morning to get your day off to a great start. The, the book, Focus, Play Your Goals, that we're talking about, less than $10. That's available at our website, talkdavid.com. And you can even get a free 20-minute phone session with me to help jumpstart your goal process. Just go to talkdavid.com. You'll see the sign-up form, and Pat, one of my team, whoever responds, will get back to them and set them up so I can help you get started on your goal. And all of that, plus our other nine books, tons of programs to look at, is at talkdavid.com. 
I love it. And David, there are a couple of things we're going to talk about today, especially um, I need to talk about spirituality and God in this whole thing, because it's part of my journey. It certainly is part of yours. Um, and there are some things to talk about regarding what that means or what that could mean to people. But I want to get back to something, of course, that, that I glommed on in the book, because this is the thing that comes up. And it's the question of, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. If the law of attraction, the way you both are talking about it, is not working, then why am I attracting all of the negative things, some that I don't even remember that I asked for? You cover this in your book, don't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Pat. It, it, it's interesting. You know, like I have, a, I'll have people come in to the office and they'll say to me, um, you know, I, I'm really anxious about money. I, I can't sleep at night since I left last week or I left the Skype session last week with you. I've been just worried about this. I need a plan of action. I need this. It seems like these thoughts are multiplying like rabbits. Mm. And, and that is true. And that is because when you start that process of worry and anxiety and negativity, that it will take over and it will just multiply. But for all the people that love to think about the power of the positive mindset and positive thinking and the law of attraction, my question then is, how come that doesn't happen with positive thoughts? I have never had someone come in and say, hey, you know, after that session last week when you made, gave me that quote that was so exciting to hear, I can't get positive thinking out of my head. Every second I'm awake, I just keep thinking more positive thoughts and more positive thoughts. I've never had that happen, Pat. And yeah. so we have to be really wary here about saying that, you know, this positive thinking stuff works and the law of attraction is, a, is as a matter of fact, my assistant, Mary Lou, says to me, it's not even a freaking law. Why do they call it a law? It doesn't, it's not, you can't prove it. It doesn't work all the time. It's not a law. You know? so, so I think she has a great point there. Um, but what we have to realize is that if you want to stay in a powerful, grounded, focused place, you're going to have to have daily rituals to keep you in that mindset. Or if you want to live like most Americans, you'll wake up and you'll turn on the insane news and you'll be worried about X, Y, and Z, and you'll go on social media and someone's gossiping about someone and you'll be talking about that at work. And your attitude and your motivation can go downhill so quickly. Oh. So the, the, that, that positive thought is going to have to be backed by positive action. If you do what we recommend in the book, and that's on a daily basis, commit to taking care of tasks you don't want to do, you will feel better. And you won't have to be constantly reminding yourself to say, I am positive, I am happy. You know, it will just generically happen because you're doing things that are important to get done to evolve your soul, spirit, and heart. That, in a nutshell, is why we say be cautious about programs that seem too good to be true because they normally are. Let's look at reality. And if we can create a daily program based on rituals in reality, we can move mountains. Look, this is part of kind of the bridge to my my next conversation with you. As I'm reading the book, right, and I'm reading all your books, one of the things that I'm struck by is that we're now coming around to talking about the relationship we have to God or whoever that is for people, whatever you call it, right? But it's very difficult not to talk about 
where or what the role of that belief, our spiritual belief, what role that plays into imagination, into belief. And, you know, we're talking about addiction here. Let me just get one of one of the books that I was handed a bunch of years ago was a book called Power Versus Force by David R. Hawkins. And I was given that book way before I was ready to read it. Just saying. But I read it. And one of the things that one of the quotes I remember from him was this. What the addict is seeking is not to be ashamed of. The whole spiritual world wants to reach that blissful state of consciousness. Change your technique, not your aspiration. The state doesn't have to be sought. It is always within us. And I never forgot that because it was kind of like, oh, I'm looking for something like out here and I'm not finding it. Why? Because newsflash, Pat, it's not out there. How could you... <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I got it. I got to address focus in this way, too, because throughout your book, you have many references of this. Can you talk a bit about that focus and faith? Well, yeah, I, I think faith is, you know, let's define it first. The way we define yes, faith yes. Is, is belief in the yet unseen. So faith is saying, I may not have the money yet to buy this house. And I'll give you an example. You know, a guy came to me a couple of years ago, and he was taking our financial freedom course. He was complaining that even though he was learning a lot in the course, that he wasn't applying it to his life. And I said, well, what is it that you'd like to change about your finances? And, and he said, I need to buy a house. I've never owned a house. I'm older now. I really need to do that. It's the best investment I can make. So I said, okay, so now now we have this thing we have to create a faith, right? And that could be an affirmation. I know, and this is what I had him write, I know as I continue to do the work I'd rather not do, I will be financially free in three years and own my own house. Now, you'll notice that affirmation is a little different than the one most people say. The one most yeah. people say is, I own a new house today. Well, yeah. we don't that nonsense. So we taught him how to say, I know with the correct work, doing things I'd rather not do, that in three years I will be moving into my new home. So now we have faith, believing in the yet unseen. We haven't seen the house. We don't know what area of town. We're not even looking at houses yet. But that's faith. I know if I do the work, I will achieve this goal. And this is what we did, Pat. Then we decided what would the work be. This was a guy that loved to go out to entertain at dinner. He believed it helped him make money with his business. He really enjoyed social company, and so he would go out two to three days a week. We figured out on average he was spending $300 a week just on dinner. So I said to him, if you take that $300 a week, and let's, let's even make it easier. Let's say that it's 1000 a month we're putting away. That would be 12 but let's just say 1000 You take that 1000 a week that you're spending on dinners, and you put it away, you are going to have more money than you could ever believe. If you took a thousand a month and put it away, if you took a thousand every three months and put it away, you will be amazed. Well, eventually, what we ended up doing with him was that within three years, he had paid off all of his debts and his bills. He had stopped going out to dinner for three straight years past. Now, that was a lot of effort and work for him to not go because he was so used to that fulfilling of 
social obligation, being around people he liked and business. But he had a vision, and he was focused. And three years to that day, he bought his first house. Now, to me, that's having that faith plus work. Yeah. And I, I believe that, you know, as you sit down, and, and I, I can give a ton of examples, you know, when a couple contacts me and there's been an affair, well, we know that most of us, when we get married, we'll say, if, you know, I, I'm with you through life and death, except affairs. <laughs> if you have an affair, I'm gone. <laughs> that's the way <laughs> most people think, right? It's like, yeah, you right. might get really sick, I'll stay there. We might struggle financially, I'll stay there. But if you cheat, forget it, dude. I'm out of here. That's right. That's right. Right? Okay. So then we have a couple that they, you know, and I get these couples every couple months where there's been an affair and they're trying to decide if they should stay together. And I say to them the same thing. If you commit 365 days to relearning honesty, and, and what we say intimacy in a relationship means 110% honesty. So if you want to get intimate with your partner again, not even talking sex, we're talking about honesty. If you want to follow this path, I will tell you, you can reclaim your marriage. I want you to have faith in the work. I want you to have faith in the program I created 25 years ago. And I know if you apply that faith that you desire to stay together with the faith in the program and you do the work, there's no way you can lose. <laughs> and we've had so many couples pass that thought for sure their marriage was dead. They're on their way to divorce. They're not going to be with a cheater. And now I think of this one couple out of Chicago that I helped 17 years ago. They are more in love today than they ever were. So what we have to look at is that the definition of faith, and you know, for our listeners right now, belief in the yet unseen, we have to have that belief that even though I don't have the money, the body, the sobriety, the whatever, I have to have that faith that if I do what's necessary, there is nothing in the world that can get in the way. And that is the truth. You know, so I, 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 my dad says to my brother um, on a regular basis, it's funny, my dad's never said it to me, but he said to my brother, you know, of all of the goals and achievement and money that David has made, I am most proud of his willingness to go into sobriety and for years and years and years to stay there. Yeah, yeah. And Pat, that takes a lot of faith. Yeah. You know, to yeah. believe that, you know, you're, you're, you're dependent on this food as an addiction, nicotine, drugs, alcohol, TV, spending. Like, I've been doing this for so long, I don't know how I can live without it. And that's a normal addict response. That's where we have to bring both focus and faith into play. And when we look at someone like, um, oh, like Joe Walsh, the guitarist for the Eagles. Yeah. He's been sober 40 years. Yeah. You know, and we go, I don't know if I can do it. And I go, look, if Joe Walsh can do it, traveling around the world as a musician, tempted every night of his life, you can easily do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, look, you talk about many things in the book. And just for those of you that are are, are are just tuning in now, I'm here with David Essel. The book we're talking about is Focus. And you can go to David's website, davidessel.com or talkdavid.com. You can go to the website. You'll see the book right there and, and lots of things for you to look at. But the one thing that I, that I really latched on to, especially regarding what you're saying now, is this idea that 
we have to also acknowledge that we have a conscious and subconscious mind operating, you know, yeah. they both operating, right? Somebody said to me a long time ago, Pat, you know, look, uh, I know you, uh, getting sober is going to be easy. Staying sober is going to be your life's work. And, mm-hmm. you know, when somebody says that it makes total sense and you don't want to believe it. But I also find that true of other things, right? You hear it from yeah. millionaires, David, who say, Making millions was easy. Keeping them, a whole different issue. What is the dynamic of that? Is our subconscious mind operating from old patterns? What is going on? Oh, what a great question, Pat. And the answer is you nailed it. So here, a quick definition of the two. The conscious mind is the mind that's tuned into Dr. Pat right now. You're listening. You're absorbing X amount of information. You decided to turn the radio on. You decided to take that time to share your day with Dr. Pat. That's a conscious decision. The subconscious mind is running the show in about 75% of our systems. And what that means is is that when you get up in the morning, and the subconscious has both a positive and a negative role. So let's say you get up in the morning and you brush your teeth, uh, you go to work, you come home, before you go to bed, you brush your teeth. Most people who brush their teeth do not have to put a note on the steering wheel of their car that says, go back in and brush your teeth. And that's because they don't have to think about it anymore. The subconscious has accepted the pattern that at 8 a.m. every day, 365 days a year, we brush our teeth. And at 11 p.m., 365, we brush our teeth. We have inserted a pattern. And that pattern, the subconscious, when that pattern is inserted enough, that subconscious will pick it up and run with it. And at some point, we're not going to even have to worry about it. Let's go to sobriety with the subconscious mind. The conscious mind says, all right, you know what? You're eating way too much at night. You've gained 50 pounds in the last two years. This is ridiculous. Your doctor just said that your cholesterol and blood sugar levels are off the chart. You have to change. The conscious mind says, I'm ready, doc. I don't want to go on any kind of insulin-lowering drugs. I hate needles. I will do whatever it takes. That's the conscious mind. So the next day, let's say you get up and go to the gym. But the second or third or fourth day, you're supposed to go, because it hasn't been set as a pattern, you are going to have to use willpower, accountability partners, alarms on your smartphone. You'll have to do a ton of things before it becomes a pattern. Now, I will say for myself, and this is pretty normal for a lot of people in sobriety, is that the first year was really hard. I had a, I had sessions with counselors. I had coaches. I would go to group meetings. I did everything. And eventually, at the end of the year, I stopped doing all of this external work, and I kept one addiction counselor that I met with every week. I carried that one counselor for a number of years. After that number of years went by, my subconscious mind has accepted so deeply that sobriety is just my life. I don't even call it a sober life. I just call it David Epps' life. And I can be in front of mounds of cocaine, which I have been, I can be in front of my favorite white wine and never have an interest, not even a peak of an interest, in going back to my old way because I turned that subconscious mind around from a saboteur that used to say, oh, come on, David, you said you weren't going to drink tonight, but it's Friday. Have a couple. That's the saboteur subconscious to the new subconscious, which can only happen via repetitive action on a daily basis. That's how the subconscious is changed. The new subconscious says, 
What a great party. Isn't it fun? Everyone's having a blast. We're great. We're good. Let's go home. we got to get up early tomorrow to go to the gym. We don't even think like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't have that drink. Or, oh, man, that was great, that, that dessert, but I'm not supposed to have sugar. There's no more struggle. Going back to the millionaire comment, that is identical with money. When people learn how to make money, the number one thing we teach them mm. in our financial freedom course is how to handle expenses. Because the biggest trap with the subconscious mind when you start to make more money is, oh, we can afford that, and we can afford that, and we can afford that, and you can double your income and be just as financially strapped as you were a year ago at half of the income if you don't master expenses. The subconscious mind is malleable, but yeah. it's only going to change when you repetitively do the steps daily that need to be done. Exactly. Exactly. Look at mm. if here here is here is the deal. We know this as we watch our sports and we watch our athletes. We know what it takes, but we think it's only them that can achieve success. Mm-hmm. And what we realize, David, as you really laid out so beautifully in the book, it is true. It's within each of us. So I want to thank you for the reminder because what's happening in this body of work that you're bringing forward is not a little theory right? Not a little idea. But the quote that you repeat over and over and over again is you are worthy of every goal you desire. I love that word. Thank you for today. One more time. Uh, How can people, you know, get a copy of the book and get some of the things we talked about? And then just one last thing, personal message, would you like to leave us with today? Oh, absolutely. So to get all of our free stuff, as well as the book, uh, go to talkdavid.com, C-A-L-K-David, talkdavid.com. And Pat, just about four days ago, our book that we've been discussing, Focus, Play Your Goals, was chosen by bookauthority.org as one of the top 100 goal-setting books of all time. Mm. So we And we're right up there with Dale Carnegie. I mean, so it, it, it's been an amazing gift and a journey. And the, the, the final message that I have is that when we get out of our own way by asking others to support us, we will exceed our own expectations in life. David Essel, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. Hey, don't forget, Power Up Radio comes on right now on Transformation Talk Radio. This is the book that perhaps will help you win a ping pong trophy. We'll see you in a minute. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.